0: Hey guys, what's happening? This is episode 47 of the Creative Me podcast, and it's with architectural designer Callum Barrack. We covered a lot during our chat. Um, callan has been involved in a lot of kind of cool, and interesting projects based in Aberdeen and much more. So yeah, I hope you guys um, enjoy our chat, and I'll catch up with you at the end. All right, see you soon. To the Creating Me podcast. This is going to be episode forty-seven from the Anatomy Room studio space, and today's guest is architectural designer um, Callum Barrack. How's
1: it going, Callum? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Yeah, it's
0: good. Yeah, because you was previously on the podcast last year, at Inspired Nights. I believe I spoke to you. Yeah, that's right. On the green. Yeah. And I think that must have been like July or August time, I think. Yeah, when yeah. the sun was shining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it's very
1: cold and wet and windy. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's yeah. totally changed. Yeah. Winter time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was the first time I think I really probably actually even met you. So yeah, because nice I think time it, was, to it, was, um, catch up. it was Mary Butterworth
0: from Painted Dolls, Shout out to Mary, kind of introduced us as well. So that was mm-hmm. really kind of a really cool mm-hmm. chat to catch up with you. And I think, um, you know, actually, yeah, before we even get started, did you have a good Christmas and New Year and stuff. Yeah. yeah, it was really good. Yeah, yeah it was
1: re- quite relaxed. Yeah. Um, I normally just kinda of go out to my um girlfriend's parents' place mm-hmm. up in Afford. Oh. Have oh, the kind of family meal out there, so that yeah. was quite nice. So we did yeah. that and then for New Year I went out to uh, Torridon on okay. the west coast and we just spent the time in a boffy uh, off grid. Oh nice and nice. out. Excellent. Yeah. That's weather good. was a little bit nasty, but yeah. we got we got nice weather on the first of ju- uh, January so cool. yeah, it was good. We seen the mountains and yeah. yeah, had a few walks and hung out, so it was really nice, thanks. Cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so like um Just for the listeners, just kind of them a little brief synopsis
1: about, you know, what you do at the moment and stuff and a little bit of your backstory. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So basically, um, at the moment, currently, um, I'm working for myself um, under the name Polka, which is, yeah, an architectural kind of design company, mainly doing interior fit-out work. It's very bespoke. Um, Basically, I try and kind of have a small palette of materials and then try and fit the design around that. Um, I do like things to flow and connect. Um, so it kind of gives it a feeling of one rather than kind of just a couple of things here and there. So, yeah, yeah generally it's, um, you know, it's cafes, uh, retail offices, mm-hmm. kind of that. Yeah. Very kind of small scale, I suppose. Mm-hmm. A few projects are getting bigger here and there. Yeah. But um, with the projects getting bigger, things get a bit more complicated. So, yeah, it's um, it's going good. Oh, yeah. um, and it's, really, it's a really creative thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I've always kind of been creative... Um, I studied architecture at RG, uh, Robert Gordon's University, okay. so um, yeah, just uh, basically taking it on from there mm-hmm. and just doing my own thing, yeah. um, trying to do something slightly different in Amerine. Um I don't know if you've probably researched some of my work, but yeah, it's... Yeah, cause I remember you gave me the
0: link when I spoke to you last year and someone looked at some of your stuff and it's kind of like, because um, I remember you came over from the Contour cafe and I think you done work there as well. Yeah, right? that's right, yeah.
1: so that was actually funny that that was like one of my first projects um in 2012 so did contour um, for a couple of friends yeah. uh and it worked out pretty well i was quite um worried because it was my first kind of proper oh, I, project yeah. but i feel like it's kind of worked out well and i think even now you know being 2019 i still feel like it has its place mm-hmm. um it still looks okay and yeah it's still fairly solid so um yeah pretty happy with that one yeah. um that was mainly using Plywood and again going back to using a minimal amount of materials Mm -hmm. Um, and in my palette, um, you can probably see it in contour actually really well because I've designed the you know the bench and the table in the middle all from uh, birch plywood and then the counter is all birch plywood, even the face of it is just stained white, slightly different. Mm -hmm. Um, Going to the the ceiling rows where the lights come from, that's all the same material and the symbols for the toilet, you know, so there's a lot of connection there just visually. Mm -hmm. So I think. For me, that's that's kind of how most of my projects work. It's just, okay. you know, it's connecting the dots with the yeah. s- similar materials just to kind of make it work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe five to ten materials max and yeah. then cool. keeping it kind of nice and almost kind of minimal. Um, not too minimal to the point of being kind of, s- like, stark, but it's, it's like, no. it's kind of nice and semi-slick. I feel kind of contemporary, so, no. um, so... So how did, like, you kind of, like get into like the architecture stuff like well i guess i've always been into architecture maybe in the background never really been super focused on it um do remember when i was young i would always get like the a4 grid paper and just you know get a big black marker and just basically draw squares and rectangles and basically make buildings Mm. without really knowing exactly how they work but i would always like plan out you know, or even like being young, building bases oh, as okay. a kid, like yeah. in the woods or in the bush. Yeah. You know, uh, so doing that kind of thing, I was always quite intrigued with spaces, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from then, it's school, I guess. I did all the kind of creative subjects, um, like art and design, yeah. uh, craft and design, graphic, uh, technical drawing stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I've always been more of a yeah right-sided thinking person, like yeah. in terms of. Uh, the creativity um, and then from there on in I went and studied um, uh, interior design at oh, college yeah. just at Aberdeen College so I got mm. my HND in that oh, and then from there I went on to study architecture so and yeah. um, but probably also you know being a skateboarder um, oh, yeah. definitely being a skateboarder allows you to be creative I feel because there's yeah. a lot of things connected to skateboarding mm-hmm. that is creative like uh, film and photography yeah. and art yeah. and so many things yeah. you, I'm sure you know that mm-hmm. just they all go alongside mm-hmm. with skateboarding so oh, definitely definitely think skateboarding helps me be creative okay. or had done for yeah. sure um definitely kind of made me go down that route of being yeah. creative um because okay. yeah everything around skateboarding is so so creative um oh, yeah. so definitely that connection cool. there yeah.
0: yeah I think like when I spoke to you last year I think i got the impression that you've um, you kind of moved away from Aberdeen a bit. Is that true? Is that correct? Yeah, that's like, right. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, so I basically, oh. I was actually right after I finished up Contour. Okay. Um, wasn't overly sure what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and my girlfriend, Ange, she decided that it would be a good idea to go travelling. Yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, let's mm-hmm. do it. So we ended up going travelling and we just went to... Um, southeast asia and did the classic kind of backpacking tour for just over three months Mm -hmm. which was a good eye-opener because i hadn't really been to that side of the world Mm -hmm. um but definitely really thought it was a worthwhile thing Mm -hmm. um and being at uh, architecture school the lecturers would always say the best way to see design is to actually see with your own eyes rather than just clicking on a button and Mm -hmm. seeing it on the web so i think you know in doing the travelling, I feel like that's inspired me a lot. Oh, um, yeah, cool. But from Southeast Asia, I ended up going to uh, North America, which was a massive precision, you yeah. know, because uh, <laughs> you go from, like, totally different, you know, Eastern way of life mm. to, like, the Western way of life. Yeah. So, yeah, I started in San Diego and just travelled up the 101 oh, all yeah. the way up into uh, Vancouver and then ended up staying there for just over six months. Okay, so
0: how many years was you away for, then? Uh,
1: in total, it was about... Uh, year and a half almost two years actually okay. I think. yeah because right. I ended up staying when I came back or after Vancouver I ended up going to Ireland mm-hmm. and lived in Ireland in the height of winter which was very right. <laughs> dark, <It's the> dark. <laughs> and windy yeah. and yeah. wet and rainy And um, but yeah I ended up staying in uh, Ireland for six months and then came back to Aberdeen oh, and man. then it was like okay I'm back here what should I do yeah. and that's kind of when Polka began because okay. I ended up getting another job that was um, design related Mm-hmm. Um, and thought, okay, I need to, If I'm going to do this, I need to do it properly. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of when I start up uh, Polka. Yeah. yeah. I guess so
0: with Polka, this of like your main source of income now. What you're doing? Yeah, that's it. Right. Full time. Yeah,
1: full time. So, um, yeah, try and try and stick to nine to five routine. But yeah. obviously, working for yourself, you can break that mold. You know, yeah. um, and I think it's very healthy to do that because. Mm. You know, sometimes you might want to, you know, take a Friday off and yeah. have like a nice three day weekend, yeah, so you can yeah, go and yeah. take a trip out west or up north, or you know, do a city break out to, you know, Copenhagen or Berlin yeah. or wherever. Um, and then you can just work a little bit harder on another day to kind of work back your hours. So yeah. that's definitely a positive about working for yourself full time. What, uh,
0: what did it feel like when you kind of said, "Oh, do you know what? I'm gonna give this a go and make this work and be self employed?"
1: Uh, it was kind of tricky because. Um, it kind of just came without, right. like organically, it came. Right. So I didn't really have that thought as such. Like a natural transition. Yeah, it just through, came yeah. naturally. Right. I kind of, I basically, I got really lucky through friends of friends and stuff. I've managed to get work. Oh. Right. and you know, word of mouth is the best kind of way yeah. to, to get work. So yeah. slowly but surely, I've kind of built up a reputation well, and cool. I feel like people are now just getting in touch and yeah. wanting me to do some work. That's really good then, yeah. Yeah, and slowly you build up a kind of community of people that you can work good with. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've got guys that are good at joinery. I've got guys yeah. that are good at cabinet making. I've got guys that are good at, like, electrical work. And, yeah, yeah so you can kind of, you slowly build up these relationships and it, it makes things easier, I suppose. And yeah. Yeah, you just—I th- just, I never really thought of it. It's just kind of happening. I do—I do sometimes think, am I doing the right thing here? <laughs> like, uh, it's really tricky. And don't get me wrong; it's for sure it's hard because you don't have your monthly income. Yeah. You know, you're not guaranteed—you know—your paycheck at the you end know. of the month on the thirty-first or the thirtieth, whatever. So that's that's a little bit daunting. And um, um, and then obviously you've got like your end of january you've got your tax returns and that you know that's <laughs> massively do but all these things are definitely the you know it all pays off i feel yeah. um as i say yeah. getting time to just do your own thing and yeah yeah it's crazy. i think, I think that's gonna
0: be really cool to kind of hear but um from what, you, what you're saying like you know it's like that natural kind of transition you didn't put that pressure yourself it was like word of mouth through friends and this kind of regenerate it was able to kind of generate this kind of income and stuff, yeah like, but i think for like people listening you're probably thinking like, oh. Uh, who have their kind of creative pursuits and they want to make it like a full-time kind of self-employed kind of job
1: you know it's definitely it's not an easy thing no absolutely not and I think if you're passionate enough about Mm -hmm. something I think you should just go for it and make it happen Um, there's no point in being stuck in a job that you're not like stoked on because it's never that great so I think if you're passionate enough um, and you do something that Aberdeen or the area needs. Mm -hmm. um, I think you could definitely do well. Um, It's just about kind of sticking in and talking to the right people to help you along. You know, because if 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 you have the right people there, that definitely helps. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, and I've had quite a few people around me that have definitely helped me out. So, yeah, no, it's it's definitely it's an excellent thing. But yeah, it's as I say, just because it came quite naturally, Um, and also maybe because. Also, I think I feel like working for someone, I just don't think that's my cup of tea. So <laughs> I've basically got no option. It's like yeah. work for myself or or I don't know, you know. Yeah. So, uh, But yeah, I think it's, it's going okay. So yeah. fingers cool. crossed we'll keep going that way.
0: Yeah. And, you know, when you left Aberdeen in like 2012, I'm guessing, I remember I spoke to you last year, the kind of landscape in terms of kind of creativity and culture that's very different compared to now. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. in Aberdeen. Yeah, yeah.
1: Definitely, absolutely. Um, And I think a number of things have maybe changed for the good, Mm -hmm. as some things maybe changed not, you know, for the worse perhaps, but I feel like it's definitely progressively getting better. Yeah. Um, With all this art stuff that's on the go, Mm -hmm. it's definitely helping because you need that as part of the culture to get people talking and get people, you know, doing different stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I think... In t- in terms of the landscape, like speaking about you know public space and yeah. architectural stuff, I think that hasn't changed that much. Yeah. Um, you know, actually, just walking here, you have to walk past the the um, so Marshall Square, the Marshall Square yeah. complex. Yeah. Yeah. And I always just every time I walk past that, I just it's I'm so sad. I think cringe it's, inside a bit, it's a like... wasted opportunity for yeah. Aberdeen. Um, for me, Aberdeen just doesn't have a proper kind of square. You know, like a like a a place where you yeah. can call the center of Aberdeen.
0: Oh, oh yeah, no, actually, I see what you're saying. There. You yeah, know, what I mean, yeah, like there's yeah. not.
1: You go to any other big city, and I mean, I'm not saying Aberdeen's a big city, but yeah, it, you know, it's a city it's of right. re- relevance. Yeah. Um, and I just feel like it, it's missing that square, yeah, and yeah. it need people need it, mm. people, like the public need it. It's yeah. a space where people can, you know. Mm hold events, and I mean sure they do hold events but I just feel like it's just missing a trick Um, and I think because obviously you've got Marshall College, Mm -hmm. this part of this building, I suppose, the granite building Mm -hmm. one of the best kind of iconic buildings in Aberdeen, I think they could really praise that and made more of a hub within that zone and sure have some sort of buildings but maybe not on such a large, overpowering (laughs) scale because at the end of the day it's like beyond human scale, it's just this massive (laughs) minecrafted Whoa, crazy! You know, signs like office space for rent. Yeah, it's been like that for over a year now, hasn't it? Yeah,
0: yeah. and I feel like it's going to be like that for a couple of years to come. But oh yeah, given the current current kind of financial climate, I think it will be the case. Yeah,
1: so it's a shame because, as I say, I think they could have really done something really cool there in terms architecturally, um, in terms of like landscape design, and yeah, design for having a nice, small kind of creative hub of yeah. buildings perhaps mm-hmm. they could be kind of community-based buildings or something yeah. but something just to create more of a, a square for Aberdeen basically at the end mm-hmm. of the day um a place for people to sit and relax and yeah. enjoy the sun when it does shine because mm-hmm. that area was actually really nice when it was a building was, site
0: yeah I remember yeah yeah, yeah. it's flat this is you've got like the sunlight coming the through the sun would and come and right yeah.
1: through but now it's in it's in a shadow yeah who, and who so they've also redeveloped Broad Street But who would now want to go and hang out there? Because it's constantly in the shadow. Yeah. Um, And I don't know if the planners thought of this. I mean, I'm sure they must have, because this is the kind of simple, basic analysis that you do when designing a building. But I feel like they were like, ah. I heard it's really good. (laughs) I heard it's kind of cold and wet and windy now, being all the time, so they're not going to mind if they're hanging out in the shade. (laughs) Maybe that's their concept. I don't know. But I just feel like, yeah, when it was a building site, when it was flattened, um, it was just allowed in so much more natural light and yeah. as I say they could have just made something really excellent there mm-hmm. and they haven't yeah. <laughs> and it's too late now which is a shame yeah. um, but growing up skateboarding we spent years at uh, Broad Street yeah. um, in the old development and we used to skate the uh, the ledges. the bit that were basically called the Broad Street ledges. Okay, was that the bit um, where the common word old council office used to be there? That's
0: right. Was it called Was it called Saint Nicholas? Saint Nicholas House, yeah. I think. Nicholas, yeah, yeah. So you had the kind of
1: big, tall, uh, which I actually think was a nicer looking building. i mean, sure it was kind of a brutal kind of looking building, but yeah. it definitely, I feel like it, it was on a better scale. Yeah. You know? Where well, it allowed for some, kind of obviously sunlight like, to be through. And I remember when I first
0: moved to Aberdeen, I see a lot of like people in BMXs and like the skateboarders down yeah. there as well. You know? Well, that was the zone. So
1: you basically yeah. had the big tall St. Nicholas House and then yeah. you had this kind of connecting bit. Yeah. Uh, which was, I think was some sort of centre, maybe a community centre on the end. Yeah. yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and tr- that's where the council used to obviously have their headquarters and stuff. But yeah, there was this almost kind of little side street, um, which was kind of, yeah, it was made for kind of the use of public, yeah. um, and nobody really used it, because yeah. there was also a pavement in the other side, so people would just use the other pavement, Yeah. so the skateboarders would always use this little kind of side street yeah. bit, um, and there was like perfect granite blocks that we'd skated, yeah. like forever and ever and ever, <laughs> so yeah, that was a place we would hang out, and mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I feel like it was um, probably more used then than it is probably now, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I think you're we probably right. Um, yeah. But we were always seen as a hindrance. Um, was you was it always kind of like the security guards and you guys? Always, to like,
0: always like, move on and stuff. Like Absolutely, that. <laughs> and I mean,
1: I'm sure we were young and yeah, we wouldn't care about yeah. you know people working through the day. But I think, I think now that I know it's obviously not a good idea to mm-hmm. skate through the day and annoy people at the work, and um, I think it's about educating people and the young people that do skateboard and yeah. stuff. Um, cause there's a good examples where, um, buildings allow people to skate after hours basically. So once okay. people are out of work, maybe like five or 6 PM, yeah. then you can skate it, you know, okay. um, like the transport museum down in, uh, Glasgow. That's yeah. a great example. Basically okay. when it's closed, you can skate it. Oh, that's just, cool. That's yeah. Good. Just, yeah. you know, cause then people aren't going to get affected by, you know, yeah. a skateboarder getting you know running into them or whatever mm. um, but Broad Street yeah it was always a matter of getting chucked off by uh, security <laughs> guards and whatnot. not um, but the blocks at um, the blocks at Broad Street are yeah perfect for skateboarding okay. on yeah. and I actually have um, I've managed to get my hands on 16 of them actually oh, the yeah. original granite blocks okay. yeah so which is kind of cool because uh, when that whole building got demolished that was the last part yeah to get demolished. Did so you go and approach the... Yeah, when, and well, I, it took a little bit of time because yeah. I approached the council and mm-hmm. the, you know, the council kind of just shunned it off. They were that like, no, sense. it's got nothing to do with us anymore. We've sold oh, it. Yeah. So they sold the land. And I ended up speaking to the developer. Yeah. I think it was Muse at the time. So I spoke to uh, the developer. Um, and then the site foreman at the time wanted to meet up with me. So we just met up and I had the Hive's jacket, hard hat. Walked over all the kind of... The, the wires and cables and pipes yeah. and everything that was going on in the building site and then took him to the spot yeah. and said yep yeah, these are the blocks that yeah. we used to skate and uh, <laughs> he was loved the story he didn't skateboard himself as a yeah. kid but he he used to listen to like the Beastie Boys and whatnot oh, okay. so he knew about skateboard culture and yeah, yeah he kind of connected with me and he was like yeah this is great great idea let's reuse these blocks um, you can have them for free oh nice uh, like you know because there potentially could have been a cost because at the end of the day yeah. they were ownership of that land yeah, so yeah but now nah, was like, just take them off her hands. Oh, yeah.
0: And then I was like, no way,
1: that's amazing. Yeah. Um, but then it kind of went cold and quiet for a long time. Um, but I would walk past her every day and day. always seen him still there. Yeah. But then it was honestly about two years after I met the guy Jeez, then that I got to... back in touch because I was like, oh, this is weird. He's never... Yeah. So um, it was actually a, a different site forming on... But oh, he, he had the message passed on, oh, nice one. and they actually stacked them up in pallets oh, right. and kept them there for me the oh, whole the time, government. which was yeah. cool. So I ended up getting my hands on 16 of them, and yeah. then me and my pals just uh, offloaded them uh, onto a trailer and oh, got right. them. So I've got them out in uh, my brother-in-law's uh, yard oh, right. yeah, in storage. So yeah. I'm basically, I'm waiting for the time to use them. Okay. I, I'd love to see them being used in a public space, yeah. kind of you know, zone to kind of yeah. give back to skaters. So, yeah. you know, say, yeah. look, here's a public space, but I like the idea of having it mixed use. So yeah. rather than here saying there's a skate park, here's, yeah. or, you know, here's a skate designated skate zone. It's open to like, everyone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah. maybe have skate skateboarding as a priority, you mm-hmm. know, so, and again, places like this do exist where, um, public spaces are designed to have skateboarders there. Yeah. Um, but the public are potentially made aware that it is, prioritised for skateboarding yeah. with potentially, you know, a small sign or mm-hmm. whatever, or, you know, colour coordination of, yeah. the, of the paving slabs mm-hmm. or whatever. But, um, you no, know, it'd be really cool to speak potentially with the council or to yeah. somebody um, to try and get public space designed yeah. and use yeah. them there. Um, otherwise, if that can't happen or doesn't happen, probably just, you know, there, I think there's a skate park out in Bankry. Mm-hmm. Um, getting built pretty soon hopefully so oh, potentially okay. just you know approach them, approach them guys yeah. I know the guy who's kind of leading that yeah, um, so potentially they say look do you want these blocks because yeah. it'd be better to get them used rather than sitting yeah, around yeah just Yeah. because yeah, I think I've actually had them maybe almost coming up for two years now oh, so oh. but they're proper big the solid engine, yeah they probably oh. actually came from the Rubenslaw quarry oh, I think okay. yeah. potentially so you know they've got a bit of history yeah Especially for the skateboarders. Um, especially for
0: you, it's kind of cool, because kind of, that's like a full circle, and I guess that's part of like your childhood and your teens, and yeah. it's kind of like giving back to someone else's yeah. experience. And yeah, so. and it,
1: well they've got, they're so good, because they're so, you know, granite's such a hard stone, yeah. and yeah. it lasts forever. Yeah. So, sure, you could just go and buy some granite and, you know, use it, but it doesn't has have that, that kind history of... history and a yeah. story of it, man. So yeah. I think so. it's definitely cool to use the original yeah. granite oh, cool. blocks, and yeah. That sounds like a really good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it'd be kind of cool. I've always thought about trying to do some sort of, of like fundraising event, so it'd be cool to put on an event potentially around you know the Broad Street era. Yeah. So you know maybe have some video like projection with yeah. skateboarding at the spot, and potentially some old photographs that we could you know find in the archives, yeah. and you know have a bit of a kind of. A kind of thing about Broad Street and yeah do a wee fundraiser it's always good to do events yeah
0: it's, 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 it's actually quite interesting that you're know, saying that because now there'll be younger generations up and coming and they'll be like oh, I don't know that that's yeah. also saw that like Marshall Square like, yeah you know, they'll have no idea about show it show them a context and actually a history of actually no this is what we used to do mm-hmm. like when we were like your age you know? yeah and it
1: was definitely a renowned spot mm-hmm. skateboarding spot for Aberdeen and throughout the UK always people yeah. would know about it God. Um it's probably like the 90s, yeah. late 90s to like early 2000s, okay. um, but you know, it's made it into many skateboarding videos. Oh, yeah. um, it's been in a few books and magazines and stuff. So yeah. definitely, there is some historical value there. So it'd be yeah, cool it's, to...
0: it's a good way, I guess, to kind of maintain the kind of like that culture and that you know, that historic kind of story as well. Yeah, it's really good, man. No,
1: absolutely. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, abs- yeah, it's just a... <laughs> it's a great spot, but. Yeah like with most of the good spots in Aberdeen they've all gone now they've yeah. all been either demolished mm. or turned into something different yeah. or, so I don't there's not many original skateboarding spots that are still in existence yeah. um, but I guess that's it change happens yeah. and things move on so. yeah
0: that's no, true and I guess like going back to you and like you know your work and stuff and like where do you kind like, of source all your kind of materials and stuff when you actually get like a you get a new job. And you say, okay, this is what the client wants. Where do you actually go? What do you actually do? What's your process like getting all that kind of stuff set up and put into place?
1: <clears throat> um, I mean, I guess it depends on the project, mm-hmm. but generally, I source materials from builders, merchants, oh, okay. because yeah. most of my clients say. They have a small budget, so yeah. therefore you can't. You uh, can't go, go overboard. You can't go overboard. Yeah. You can't go and get like really high quality stone, or yeah. you know. So you've got to kind of keep it real, um, and that's generally why I use a lot of plywood, mm-hmm. throughout my designs. Yeah. Um, but trying to be kind of creative and innovative, and try yeah. and use it in a different way, mm-hmm. because basically, then the day plywood is a construction material. Yeah. But it's strong. It's an engineered mm-hmm. plywood, so it's very strong right. and durable. Um. But yeah, generally I just go to construction uh, kind of merchants for yeah. my, my my materials. Um, sheet materials also it's easy to work with because they're a certain size, yeah. uh, you know. So it kind of fits with the kind of mm. you know whatever you want. You know, if you want a table that's two point four meters wide by yeah. one point two meters wide, mm. then a sheet material sheet of wood is that size. Yeah. So you don't have to do much kind of cutting. So, yeah. um, but also for instance um I just did a project out in bankery um and I used Terrazzo, which is uh mm. it's basically a a man made material mm. cement based tile mm. with uh, either like stone chippings or uh, glass chippings mm. or marble chip you know something that basically is polished up yeah. and has a lot of colors through it because mm. of you know sometimes the the, the tiles being dyed like maybe green, or, oh, okay, yeah, and yeah. then and then if the, the if the glass chips are like blue and polished up, it's got like this kind of real vibrant look to it. Right. You generally see them used all over kind of commercial buildings, especially like in supermarkets okay. or airports, because yeah. it's a very durable, hard wearing material. Yeah. Really thick; they're normally like, twenty five mil thick. Mm. Um, really durable. Um, and you, yeah, you, next time you go into like any sort of supermarket, just like, look down at it. look <laughs> yeah, down at the grind. But they're generally obviously quite dull. Yeah. They're either like beige or or kind of off white. Yeah. Um, you know, but sort or brown like, But using the right way.
0: Yeah. In the spaces that you kind of like, where you're kind of working, it, might, you know, it looks really. It looks different. Yes. Yeah,
1: well, that's it for yeah. sure. And I guess yeah, it's just about trying to be kind of creative with the kind of the materials you have. Yeah. So. Uh, as I, as I said with the plywood, I've used it in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it it might just be, you know, seeing, seeing, seeing some sort of pattern into yeah. the plywood, or cutting it into like really small strips, mm-hmm. or yeah, just kind of doing something yeah. semi different. And one thing I wanted to ask you is, is, like,
0: you know, when you're kind of working on somebody's budget, when you obviously you did like the contour cafe in 2012, yeah, was you kind of bricking it and being like, oh. Who do we like this? Because if they're, because if they're not gonna be happy with this, like I'm screwed. Like yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, no, yeah, I was kind of breaking it, I suppose, yeah. uh, as you say. Um, but at the end of the day, we we were working pretty closely on that one. Mm. You know, I would do some drawings, I would show them. If they yeah. liked it, they were like, "Yeah, cool, let's stick with it." If yeah. they didn't like it, then I would just change something. Yeah. And this is generally how I work with most of my clients. Yeah. We have a close relationship. Oh, cool, cool um and then kind of throw ideas back and forward. Um but for the for the contour one, the biggest the cost for me was or for those guys was the kind of furniture, the bits that I can't yeah. make or can't really design. But it's the stuff I source mm-hmm. to make the project look good overall. So yeah. it was um you know it was the chairs. It was like a good quality chair. I told yeah. them to begin with, I was like, you need to get like a good quality chair. It's you know, there's high footfall in, yeah. in cafes. People are gonna mm-hmm. be sitting down for a long period of time and Yeah, you don't want your chair to look kind of wrecked after a year of business. So, yeah, they invested in some decent uh, chairs. Yeah. And to this day, they still look pretty good. And yeah. 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 So, no, yeah, there's not, I wasn't too scared on that one. Just uh, kind of worked out well, I suppose. It kind of got lucky, I feel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I guess,
0: like, you know, for you, do you kind of like, I know, obviously, you like working for yourself, being your own boss do you kind of also almost kind of like have like a, okay, this is what I'm going to be doing this year. This is what I want to achieve this year. Or you just kind of just go with the flow.
1: Um, I feel like I should probably have some sort of goals set for sure. Um, I'm pretty busy. Therefore, I generally am just going with the flow. Yeah. Um, I've been lucky. Uh, there's always been a kind of project lined up for the next. So once one's finished, I've got kind of one set up for the next, um, step. But, uh, going with the flow is it's, it's going well for now so fingers yeah. crossed that just keeps going. Um, and so it's, it's
0: an approach obviously to your work that works for you I guess as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: I mean I wouldn't I potentially I wouldn't uh, say that's the best way to do it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Maybe you know working for yourself it's you know you've got a lot to do you've got, yeah. to, you've got to do all the communication the emailing the phone calling uh, the meetings the site visits yeah. and then you've got to do the design and yeah. then you've got to do the sourcing and researching so at the end of the day, you only maybe get 20% of your week actually designing, the rest of it's doing the bits in between, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, potentially, you know, if I want to grow up, potentially we need to employ people to help me alongside with what I'm doing, yeah. um, just to make it a bit easier than, you know, have more time to design and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's, that would be my goal, I suppose, okay. to get bigger, but... Yeah. You know, in doing that, I need to employ people, or yeah. or even getting kind of like students to help out here and there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Because I think it would definitely help. Oh, um, but yeah, no, lucky, lucky, just to kind of go with the flow. Mm-hmm. Um, I finished a project on Swell's Road called Figment. It's the yeah, no, it's yeah the I've the been coffee been shop. Have you oh, been? Yeah, I've
0: been in there. I didn't know that's you. Yeah, so oh, I did that yeah, one.
1: Yeah. Um, I did that one in summertime, mm-hmm. um, and it, so I designed that cafe, and I also ended up. Uh, help build it. Oh, yeah. So I kind of got hands on with that one, yeah. um, which was quite cool. Because um, that
0: used to be, that was actually, I think that was a
1: supermarket. Yeah. That was a Morrison's local. Yeah, you and know? before that, it used to be a Blockbuster. Yeah, yeah. The video, <laughs> the video rental shop. So I remember going there when I was a kid, like right. when I was like 10 years old. Yeah. We'd drive out from West Hill yeah. to go to the Blockbuster <laughs> to choose a, a video or two videos if you were lucky, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was a Blockbuster, which was really funny. And now it's, so it's a, it's a specialty coffee, uh, coffee yeah. um, shop because it's got the uh, roastery on the yeah, side. Yeah. So they roast all the beans in house, which is really cool.
0: The space is really cool. Like if anyone's kind of in that area, lives in the area, definitely check it out. Because I remember, like, I think even like because I kind of live around in the area. And I remember when the the most is local. It was obviously like those little local supermarkets mm-hmm. but the way that space is opened up is amazing and like for, even for seating as well.
1: Yeah, um, it's it's a really cool space. Yeah. I mean, it's quite tricky because uh, of the angles and stuff yeah, it, yeah. and it's a big space so for a cafe it's really quite, it is quite, uh, it is quite a tricky space but, The client wanted it quite spacious so I think we managed to do that and it's kind of divided up into three sections. Mm -hmm. The front section you've got this kind of takeaway slash dog kind of friendly zone Mm -hmm. and then in the middle you've got a bit more of an informal zone and at the back it's a bit more cozier kind of formal for, you know, sitting down maybe having a bit more kind of time to eat your meal and whatnot. Um, But yeah, that was a a kind of really rewarding project Mm -hmm. because I think I helped build it too So um, and seeing it be a, you know a supermarket to a, you know yeah. a coffee shop, so it's yeah. got the change in use. Yeah, um, and again using the plywood in a different way mm-hmm. um, was really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was a really a great project. Yeah. So yeah, that opened up in uh, August. Okay. Um, and yeah, they roast their own coffee, so it's really yeah really I you can see that tasty stuff. It's
0: really cool you see it from the window as well. Yeah, yeah. Set, so yeah. So, so
1: exactly. Yeah. So there's a um, section of the the cafe that is kind of closed off the public but you can see it yeah. from the outside so that's yeah. kind of cool at least yeah. um and yeah yeah i think uh neil the owner i think he roasts i don't know potentially once or twice a week perhaps cool. um but yeah you should check out if you're yeah. in the hood oh yeah for oh, sure yeah and for the listeners yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> i think um like you know is there any kind of, like, projects that are kind of, in your mind, like, a kind of, like, bucket list thing that you can, can like, I'd love to do something like this, like...
1: Um, I, th- I kind of got lucky. One of my projects was uh, to design a house. Okay. And I don't okay. think that was going to happen so soon yeah. in my career, but... Yeah. That, I feel like, I almost feel like I've uh, peaked too soon. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I've already kind of did a pretty exciting project. Mm-hmm. Um, it was in Banker devnik yeah. I designed a house for a client of mine okay. that I've worked with previously. Um, basically, it was a renovation of an old 18th century cottage. Oh. Um, so your classic kind of um, story and a half cottage with two room, two yeah. bedrooms above and stuff. But that was great because we added this massive contemporary extension onto the side um but kept it quite in keeping with the kind of the the traditional farmhouse kind of look in terms of the proportions you know we kept the the roof line all at one height and the eaves all at the same height and the pitch of the roof was the same as the existing pitch on the cottage so that was a yeah, that came way sooner than I imagined oh, yeah. so that, that bucket list kind <laughs> of <You've laughs> It's ticked, but yeah. to be honest, there you know, there's definitely more um opportunities for no. bigger and better things. Cool. But definitely that that house design was great. Yeah. Um I actually got featured in um a, a Rustwood news oh, yeah. letter. Basically Rustwood, they uh manufacture uh wood mm. so cladding for houses or for decks. Um, and I think they're one of the biggest kind of leading so manufacturers that's, that's a really good in the UK the yeah dessert, so yeah. they wanted to feature the house so it ended up getting featured for yeah. their little news bulletin mm-hmm. um, just last the last news bulletin oh, so yeah. it's still pretty current cool. um, but yeah I was pretty happy with that one nice so that really was cool, yeah. yeah so that was that kind of got finished up um, almost a, yeah, a year ago now basically yeah. so are you in between projects
0: just now at the
1: um, so I, I was actually going to Jumping back to the Figment one, I was talking about the connection flow yeah. between projects. Mm-hmm. So actually, Figment then flowed on to another cafe that I uh, designed called Ride, okay. which is out in Bancre. Right. And yeah, I basically knew I was going to be doing Ride mm-hmm. halfway through Figment. Oh, okay. So that was a nice flow, you yeah. know, and, you know, designing a cafe, then doing another cafe, mm-hmm. you kind of, you learn things and you adapt and so that kind of flowed. And then that one finished up, and then I knew I was going to be working on um, another project um, out in West Hill, so I'm working, yeah, I'm in the middle of a project at the moment. It's not as design-related as I would like. Um, It's more kind of spatial planning and a bit more technical. Um, It's it's nothing, uh, well, it's actually quite exciting because basically it's for a... um, uh, an oil and gas company called RovUp okay. in Westville. Right. They're basically uh, they deal with um, remotely operated vehicles which really? go deep sea, mm-hmm. um, and then they normally would send them out perhaps to Brazil mm-hmm. on a boat, and the, the the pilot would operate from the boat. Okay, um, but now they want to uh, operate their vehicles in house, okay. so they may have one of these ROVs in you know the the, the depths of the oceans in Brazil mm-hmm. or or wherever, but they're controlling them from West Hill. So, yeah, I'm basically designing these, like, control All rooms. Right. Um, That's cool, So we're, we're kind of doing some cool things. We're yeah. using, like, switchable glass, right. which is that kind of, like, um, electronically. Uh, uh, there's a current, basically, that goes through the g- glass, and you can just press a button, and it oh, yeah. makes it go opaque, so mm-hmm. you can't see. You know, so we're using yeah. kind of cool kind of technology in that. Right. Um, but it's more, as I say, it's more kind of technical than yeah. design okay. kind of related. Um, and then after that, I've got a few small things lined up, yeah. but, um, nothing as big as okay. the figment job or, yeah. or the house build. Right, cool. Um, but there's always kind of scope for, you know, speaking to people and getting other yeah. jobs here and there. So. Well, it's not like you going to be a busy lad, it's like a busy guy, but, <laughs> yeah. the, you know, the start of this year anyway. Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I always like to obviously focus on my work, but I also like to try and, Focus on other side projects, which I haven't managed to do recently yeah. because I've been so busy. Um, me and my pat, I don't know if you know, if the, we used to run this kind of skateboard slash photography slash surf snowboard right. art blog. Yeah. Um, it's called Kapank Bow Ka- okay. uh, Kapow. Okay. Um, so that was really kind of cool because on the side we do these little small events. Yeah. Um, and that kind of took my mind away from just work and doing, you know, or uni or whatever. Yeah. So it'd be cool to maybe not not do something similar to that, but yeah, kind of do things where you can create events and yeah, get people yeah. together. And, oh yeah. Because I do a lot of surfing, yeah. um, and I feel like the surf community in Aberdeen is kind of disconnected. Okay. There's not really, a, I don't think there's a focus group as such. So right. uh, it'd be cool to do something to get people together, because surfing, it, it's kind of an anti social sport yeah. <laughs> which is kinda of weird to say but yeah. basically once you're out in the water you generally you don't talk much. much to yeah. I, I mean you do not hear someone as well. Yeah, but, I yeah. mean you do say hi, you do yeah. hang out, but it's all about kinda you know, being at one with the ocean and yeah. you know, focusing on, you know, the next kind of set coming in to mm-hmm. to get a wave, so um, and then obviously when you're done surfing, you come in, you get changed, you go home. So yeah. it'd be cool to get people together to uh you know, and I don't know how i do that yet, but it'd be yeah. cool to do something, just to, again, just to, to do something different from just work or yeah. whatever, um, and how that may happen, I don't know.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it sounds really good, man. Yeah. And, like, where can people find you, like, online, on, like, social media and such?
1: Um, so I've got my own personal blog, um, sorry, social media, uh, Instagram site, baric mm-hmm. and then I've got my company, um, Instagram Polka, mm-hmm. with underscores Yeah. Before and in between and yeah. after each letter. Yeah just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> otherwise yeah you'll find it it's i'll a put a tricky. link in the description and yeah. all that stuff
0: that will be all good man yeah, yeah. absolutely perfect yeah. but no um karen thank you for coming on and being episode 47 nice with okay. a crazy podcast i'm sure we'll catch up again yeah perfect well. that'd be awesome man and i know i am definitely be keen to kind of find out how to kind of like you know the the um, the granite from board street how they actually end yeah. up and where they actually go and that I think, all works out man. yeah so, I think
1: that could be a really cool project Yeah, um, yeah. and I think it'd be great to get that kind of up and running most definitely yeah Yeah, yeah. so fingers crossed yeah no, I'll keep a look at it as well future's man. bright yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um,
0: that was episode 47 of the Create Me podcast with Karen Barak and we'll catch up with you guys soon so yeah take care for now so, yeah, that was episode 47 with Callum Barrick. Um, thanks again, Callum, for coming on the podcast. Really appreciate it. Definitely good people and very interesting to hear Callum's story and also about the kind of skate culture scene in Aberdeen as well. That was really cool. So, yeah, moving forward, um, next week is going to be episode 48 with Mimi Hamill. Really cool chat with Mimi. Um, had that chat for a couple of weeks ago on a Sunday at the Natmium studio space. I think you guys will really enjoy that chat too. So yeah, man, um, that's going to be enough for me. Um, I'll see you guys soon. All right, take care for now.